You're listening to the Southern Witching Hour podcast with Lady G. Welcome back, my loves. Come on in. Come on in. Now, if you're starting here at part two, you probably want to go back out and start at part one. You don't want to miss anything. Otherwise, come on in and let's go out on the porch and listen to the rest of this conversation with Dr. Darnese on hoodoo and spirituality. So what I was going to tell you about, and I see now I'm going to have to name this hoodoo and more because (laughs) this is not hoodoo, but my neighbor had a her niece dog, as I explained, her her sister had a dog and she referred to this dog as her niece. And the dog lives in North Carolina, but the dog would come down and visit with her. She had some visitation custodies or whatever you want to call it with her little niece dog. Well, a couple of weeks ago, the dog went back to North Carolina because I had asked my neighbor, I was like, well, where's your little niece? And she was like, she went back to North Carolina. I said, oh, okay. Now, Um, long story go away. I see her yesterday and I say to her, did your, did your little niece dog come back? Cause I thought I saw you walking the dog, uh, yesterday morning. She said she died. What? The dog died. The dog was never here. I thought I saw her walking that dog like two days before. It was early in the morning, like like twilight or whatever that time before dawn. And I just kind of looked over in the distance. It's a little dark. And I was like, oh, the neighbor, her, her little dog niece must have come back. And I saw who I thought was her walking the dog. I saw them come back up this way, which is why I asked her, was her dog, was her dog niece back in town? The dog died. And I said to myself, like, did I go into, me and my cousin would talk about this. Did I slip into a different dimension where mm. that dog wasn't dead? You know, I don't know what that is. I often wonder, do we, do we, maybe not dimensions, but maybe do we go back and forth in time somehow, like little slips into the past or Child, I don't know, but when she told me that, all I could say to her was, maybe it was in the spirit world. You know, I, I because I don't even know what to say. See, now that's the kind of story that my uncle would tell me. Like, and, how, and your grandma would say, like don't tell her that. Don't tell her that. Exactly. Because then I would be a little girl like, and I had all these questions. But what? Then I'd be like, grandma, they tell me scary stories. As a, but, you know, I mean, it has been said by people, spiritual people, that that there really is no past, present, future. All is now. And it's hard for our minds in this 3D to comprehend that all is now. So when we catch glimpses of something else, like people have a deja vu experience, is probably the clearest way people understand this, is that all is now. We live in, and because of science fiction movies, we can kind of wrap our minds around like there are simultaneous um, multiple dimensions and they're really simultaneous. And so ordinarily we don't cross or get a glimpse into another one, but sometimes we do. And then we, we report that as being some weird supernatural thing. And it is from our perspective, but it, it's, it points to the quantum, right? The quantum world is, um, um, 
is everything. And I mean that literally the quantum world contains literally everything. And so we, as we mature in our own spirituality as well, spiritual beings having a human experience as we, as we mature and as we expand, I think maybe is a better word, as we expand in our consciousness, then we become more aware. Like we can literally see what we couldn't see, hear what mm. we couldn't hear and, you know, download. I went to an event a couple days ago and this man got up to speak and I had like multiple downloads about this man's life before he started talking. And I was like, I just sat there like, and in this case, he was telling a story, like he wrote a book and he started sharing some stuff from his life. And I was like, he just, he, he went to prison and then he started sharing. He was like, yeah, I did 15 years in prison. He started sharing. And then he started talking about his son and how he regret because he lost all this time from his son's life and da, da, da. And I was like, and then his son died. And then sure enough, he was like, and then my son was killed. And sitting yeah, like, you know what, doc, you know what? I have done that. And I have no idea how I knew something and I just said it. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I, 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 and I don't say too much about that stuff. Like I said, because don't nobody want to hear about that. Right. Nobody wants to hear it. Because then if you say it, one, you're the weirdo. Or yes. You're scary. Yes. People. And yes. it's because we become very rigid in terms of the way that religion has been um, given to us. It doesn't allow us to own our own power mm-hmm. and that's exactly what religion is used for by people who are powerful it is used to to divert um us away from our own power and it makes us value the institution more right taking somebody else's word over your own mm-hmm. following somebody else's lead rather than following your own intuition yeah well when you practice hoodoo a lot of what you're doing is a, is is tuning into your own intuition, tuning into like asking the ancestors for their guidance and expecting it to show up. And mm. when it shows up, it's going to be some kind of intuitive hit that you get, like mix uh-huh. this, yeah, do this, or mix a little bit, add a little bit more of that. Like you know this yes. paper, and it's a it's like a a relationship that we have or should have. But institutional religions have said, no, you come to me, the priest, the minister, the church, and I tell you what to believe. Exactly. Exactly. And see, that's why you are the PhD, because you brought us right on back to hoodoo, because I was about to go off on a tangent in space, child. (laughs) But in in thinking about that, um, I couldn't help but wonder, or, or, or every time I do think about hoodoo, I think about is there work with certain deities or is it ancestor who are what's what when we say spirit mm-hmm. who are we talking about or what are we talking about <laughs> and I, you know i think people in in hoodoo they we really do say spirit because we are talking about the fact that the universe is alive with the spirit of the creator mm-hmm. and so we could leave it that vague but many of us are also I mean, let's face it, most African-Americans are Christian. So we tend to make it God. We Mm -hmm. tend to say Jesus and call upon the Holy Spirit. We tend to use the Bible. And we we tend to stand on certain scriptures, especially the book of Psalms. Um, And that's all well and good because God, if you believe in God, 
at God as a creator. So the universe is literally alive with the Ashe, we say in mm-hmm. Africa, right? Uh-huh. With the Ashe. So everything is like vibrating, you could say, with with the God stuff, so to right. speak. Right. Substance that. Right. Yes. Yes. And so who are we calling upon? We're calling upon that essence. Uh-huh. And then the, the, the Right. The source essence via or in addition to our ancestors who have the most, I guess I'll say interest in us doing well. Right. right. You you work with your own ancestors first. You have a, a you know, I always tell people you need to have you need to be working with your ancestors first. Mm-hmm. You're trying to reach out to some deity mm-hmm. and you haven't acknowledged the ancestors who might be your most immediate person to pick up the phone the first time right girl i would call my mama but she would be like you better leave this stuff alone and she <laughs> is the ancestor because she is in the heavenly realm because oh. <laughs> again you know if there's still like even with your ancestors you're thinking about how they were on earth not really knowing whether they have elevated in into something different you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm explaining that right, but the yeah. things that they believed on earth, do they have a different awareness now that they are in spirit? You know, would my mom now be able to say to me, oh, there's nothing wrong with you mm-hmm. if you want to practice hoodoo or if you want to involve yourself with any of that stuff? It's not, you know what I'm saying? Has she elevated to something different? <laughs> Maybe. You know, I think there's the part of... um and I don't mean to say elevated like my mom wasn't, you know, yeah, I'm just yeah. saying she has she changed her perspective. Yes. You know? Has her perspective broadened for her? <laughs> yes. Has it expanded? <laughs> yeah. Has it expanded? I think, you know, those of us, those who are our close ancestors, like my mm-hmm. mother's on the other side too, all my parents mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and so, and so we, we, we have a direct memory of who we knew them to be and, you know, what exactly they thought and felt, whatever. But those who are more removed, great-grandparents or great-great-great mm. didn't really know, then, you know, you might think, well, they don't, they, they bring the more general spirit, mm. right? But mm-hmm. the ones who we know is like, okay, I, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm working with them as I knew them. Mm-hmm. Am mm-hmm. I limiting them? Okay. Yes. Would I allow them to be the more expanded version? Yes. It's like, since I am not able to see my mother in that light, then I'm limiting her. Not that she is limited. I'm doing the limiting possibly. Interesting. Interesting. Because I have something to think about. You know, if I ever have, whenever I have a reading and my mother shows up, it always, my mother, she does act like she did in life because <laughs> the huge personality, very social, very outgoing. And so people will be like, oh my goodness, there's this energy around you. It's very big energy. It's very, you know, and I'm like, I know who that is. That would be Kathy. <laughs> okay. That go Kathy. Everybody know Kathy. Everybody you know, because it's not my grandmother, Jesse, because Jesse was mellow. Wow. Only wow. one over there who was big is her. Yeah, it was her. Yes. Yes. That's amazing. So, so they do maybe still have some of the characteristics or maybe they come to us with some of those characteristics. Yeah. So we recognize them. Yeah. Well, so, familiarity. Yeah. yeah. Some familiarity. 
Um, I do have an interesting question. Um, and we talked about, again, the origins of, of hoodoo and how it has helped us along since slavery times. Um, is this a closed practice? Ah. Open to everyone. Be and I'm asking you this, Doc, because I saw an Instagram post where this young lady, I mean, girl, she was standing 10 toes down on business when she was like, it's closed. It's a closed practice. So if you're not African-American, you should not be practicing. Who do? What say you, Doc? Well, in general, I agree with her. But I just turned, I have my books here and I, there's a book that I have about Appalachian, um, mm -hmm. what is it called? Witchcraft. I guess. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, and they have the thing called a granny doctor, mm -hmm. which is like a root word. So, so when I say in mostly, yes, I agree with that because it's ancestral based and not just the ancestors who we knew here in the United States, right? Mm -hmm. So our lineage goes all the way back to Africa. And so it's an entire lineage of ancestors who are pouring into us for our survival. Mm -hmm. And so different people have that too in their own line. Yes. And that's why I want to, you know, stand 10 toes down with her. <laughs> today. Listen. You have your own folk magic, folk spiritual tradition, and you would be better off with that. If you are people who come from Ireland or Scotland mm -hmm. or Germany, wherever y'all come from, you should plug into that because that's your bloodline. Mm -hmm. Why are you over here in mine? <laughs> I don't need to be over there in yours. If, if I, I'm going to go to Germany and start like, what? Like, I don't need to do if I, because it's an ancestral practice, why well, am I pick an ancestral practice where it's not my ancestors? Exactly. And I know people want to be more, you know, embracing and whatever. But I, but the point is that we all have a thing we can we can tap into. Yes. We don't need to be in somebody else's backyard, and it could be literally backyard because of your people are buried buried in the ground. Right? Why are you over here? Native Americans again would say, "Why are you over here digging up my people?" Yes, yes. Trying to yes. communicate with my people who yes. don't have a connection to you. Yes. And as yes. I was saying before, we literally carry their same DNA of our own ancestors. Yes. And maybe something that is awakened, that is activated by us hearing their call, paying attention to them. Therefore, I couldn't expect to find that if I was going to become, you know, what practice, uh, you know, Nordic spirituality or something. Ain't nobody over there for me. I don't, not that I know. I don't think. Let me do my. So you ain't trying, you ain't trying to talk to Odin. I ain't trying. I mean, if I was gonna talk to Odin, I I would go back to my line, and I would be like, "Okay, is there any way that Odin is of help to us?" And he'd be like, "No," and I'd be like, "I ain't think so." <laughs> you know, but I well, I can appreciate it. Like, let's just say mm -hmm. I don't have any um. No, I, you know, you could have an icon, I mean, a little statue of other mm -hmm. deities, right? Mm -hmm. Because there is such a thing as like just honoring spirit, right? You can say, yes. oh, well, acknowledge that God has shown up and has given, has always in all places and all times mm -hmm. up and been guiding people. So mm -hmm. I could have Odin, or I could have St. Bridget from Ireland somewhere. Yes. 
but it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be like we got a thing going on. Yeah. It was so just be- she was just be like a little tribute to you know exactly exactly. Would you have in your family photo album? Would you have other members of other family, somebody else's family? Okay. Now I tell you, I did hear a lady say something interesting. She was saying she was a this lady appeared black to me, mm-hmm. and so she wasn't you know like somebody that was like I'm not sure. Uh-huh. And um, she had been questioned about practicing Wicca. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, this is not part of your line or whatever. You know, why aren't you doing something else? Uh-huh. And her point was, as African-Americans, we have lines that go in all kinds of directions. Girl, I was like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> so she was like. Well, there's that. <laughs> and you think exactly, where is that? I happen to know that I have this in my family directly, okay, Uh on my uh dad's side. I know exactly who these people are Uh and everything. Uh And um, this is not in slavery. This is in recent times. Uh Um, And I remember thinking to myself, now, what am I talking to? Why would I be talking to them, you know, in light of the situation and I know it wasn't slavery but it was still around Jim Crow time so there was a a level of someone having um power over somebody else in some way even if it wasn't overt it was it could have been covert you know I'm not exactly sure what the relationship was if it was a true love or if it was just a situation where somebody's like I like that young thing right there you know kind of situation yes if a family line can be really, 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 really long, is it possible that some ancestor further back was not with slavery? If they, if we do say like, you know, if I do my, my actual genetic testing, I'm bound to have some European something in there. So let's suppose the person, you know, whoever, a great grand somebody. Mm-hmm. Why am I going to skip over all the generations and go to her? I mean, if let's say I'm just making up some some extreme circumstances no. that might fit. So let's say, okay, find out I've come. I do have, I don't know, Norway, whatever. Yeah, and I planned to go to Norway. Then I was like, oh, now I found out I have this ancestors from Norway. When I get to Norway, I'm gonna pour out some libations for her. Okay, okay, but I'm not going to integrate her in my everyday spiritual practice because between her and me. There has been this entire experience coming through this middle passage that I need now help that she is not really that helpful. Oh, see, there's a reason why we have academics, PhDs, (laughs) and really smart people in this world. (laughs) I'm obsessed with it also. This is your area of study. But even even if you, I mean, I guess it, it doesn't take an academic to to say what you just said, you know, why would I try to go to someone who has no experience, no, no lived experience whatsoever mm-hmm. of what I'm going through, right. you know, in, in my life, because right. and I'm not trying to say that I have had the same experience, experiences as my ancestors, but I understand, you know, even through, you know, just family trauma, I hate to yeah. say, you know, yeah. 
just that stuff that got passed down we do we do have that connection we have mm-hmm. that we have that bond mm-hmm. and so that's going to be the most sensible the most loving i yes. guess yes um, the um, most interested in our yeah yes yes development and we do a healing for them Mm. Right. By remembering them and by carrying forward in ways that they weren't able to mm. you know. And I think about that. Where's that picture? Who sent me? My cousin sent me a picture of our great grandmother. Mm-hmm. And I remember the kind of work she had to do, scrubbing floors and, you know, cleaning white people's houses, basically. Yes. And so her her options were limited, but she was a powerful woman in the community in Cincinnati, Ohio. She became mm. a person in the community among Black people. Um, but there are limitations on the options that she had. Yes. And so even when I'm feeling, you know, some kind of a way about, you know, whatever, my options in life, I yes. have to always remember those people who came before me. They literally made a way. Her scrubbing on her hands and knees before I even got here was making a way for me. Girl, girl. And and she can, and she will definitely understand, even though it's not exactly the same, but she understands Mm -hmm. when you feel like you've been slighted or if you feel like you're not being treated fairly. She knows what it's like when the rent money ain't, it rent right. is when the rent money ain't nowhere to be found. Money ain't right. Because <laughs> it ain't nothing going on but the rent, as Gwen Guthrie would say. But mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Right. So yes, you want those um those ancestors that can relate to your experience and who have an interest, an interest in you. Right. Thank you for giving me that because I've kind of held on to that a little bit like, "Mm, that's something I wonder about, you know, I'm not saying that I agreed with it, but it was something that I was going to have to find a way to square, you know, Mm -hmm. in my mind. Mm -hmm. So I like that. I'm so glad we got this on tape (laughs) so I can listen to it over and over again. So and another thing I like to think about is like, what am I, you know, we're talking about like somebody chosen in the line, right? Like when mm-hmm, I started, mm-hmm. I don't know, having an awakening in this direction, mm-hmm. I started researching and even started doing some practices. There are certain things that came so easily mm-hmm. that um, information that just dropped in that I just sort of knew in a way, even mm-hmm. though. Nobody had really, nobody had shown me. Right. But when right. I started learning about it, it was like a, a remembering or something within me was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Go Absolutely. over there and get this. This is why this works. Because I always knew, and I have a YouTube channel, right? About, you know, magic. Right. Tell, tell us your, tell us the, is, tell us the YouTube channel name. It's uh, Dr. Darnese's House of Religion, Magic, and History. Mm. I changed it recently. It was Religion, Magic, and Conjure. But then I started <laughs> more about history as well. So I said Religion, Magic, and History. And, so you expanded a little bit. Yes. And also because of what's going on in terms of like this blowback against African-American history. And I said, this is another layer of Jim Crow. And I don't think people see it as such. And so I, I started doing some more teachings about history in general. So I said, I need to broaden out my channel. But in any case, I'm always trying to explain, even if I, if I, if I talk about a ritual or some candle magic or whatever, I try to explain why it is this works. 
because you can listen to people who are like, oh, it's just, you know, magic or whatever. And I'm like, well, <laughs> magic, what is magic? Right. And I'm like, there is a, there is a system of correspondences that you come to understand about how things work. And again, to use medicine as an example, we know that when you mix together certain plants, they are, they have potency. Mm-hmm. They have potency. You, if you do something, I think somebody told me about it, it was mustard seed. If you use mustard seed undiluted, like people would make a poultice out of mustard mm-hmm. seed. Mm-hmm. But if you put that on your skin and leave it too long, it's going to burn. Wow. If you use an essential oil, lavender or whatever, the reason why you should not get the pure essential oil and put it on your skin right. is because it's going to burn. Right. So you need to carry your oil. You need to mix that with some olive oil or something before you mm-hmm. put it on your skin. Well, because the again, the universe is alive with the ashe of its creator, God the creator. Mm-hmm. So magic works when you understand like how things work together, the power inherent in the actual ingredients. And you understand how powerful you are mentally to be able mm-hmm. to draw forth the results you want. And that's why the people, really religious people will say, well, see, you're supposed to, you're supposed to submit to God's will. Well, God said you have free will Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that it shall be done. It shall be established unto thee as you have declared. That is right. And sometimes we be declaring stuff we don't even want. Right. And then you find out (laughs) how powerful you are because it happened. Exactly. Like, oh no, I can't believe this actually happened. Exactly. So, anyway, I just said all that to say I, I I'd like to explain to people so they don't think that I'm just on here talking, you know, nonsense or, or on a superficial level. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is what's going on. And when you really get your mind right and clear about what you want, understand that you have the power to make it so. And you don't actually need, you know, like let's just say tarot cards like I read tarot you don't really need tarot like I said I was sitting there watching this man talk and his whole life was like just downloading (laughs) that is the honest to God's truth you don't because um I read tarot too and I know that sometimes I could pull out a card I don't care what the cards say something else occurred to me like I'll give an example I was looking at um I pulled a card for someone and it was the um the page of wands it was mm-hmm. a page of wands and i was using the radiant right i away. think right away mm-hmm. dick and um that little character for some reason he looked so sedated to me as we say in the south like yeah. <laughs> instead any other time i would read on in terms of you know maybe you know what is the general um generally accepted meaning of right. what that card is mm-hmm. but it was like a little proud look you know to me that's what I got yes and I was like you know I I had to incorporate this this information of this is um you know don't get too you know too too ahead of yourself or too mm-hmm. prideful you know mm-hmm. thinking you know everything because really you just right. age you haven't gotten right. all the way to king yet the, yeah. co- the wand is about activity you think you yes. all- <laughs> 
But you just started. You just started. Okay. <laughs> you just started, honey. So, but um, but anyway, because gosh, I can't believe this. Our time is winding down. But there are a couple of other questions I want to make sure to ask. I wanted to ask you about your personal experience with um with hoodoo. And one of the things I'd like to know is how long have you been practicing hoodoo? That's a good question because I think I was doing it before I really realized. Because as I said, things were coming to me and I and it just made sense. It just made sense to me to burn a candle, right? And mm. and think about it. And people would, you know, Christians will say, well, you just, you know, pray on it. It's a prayer candle. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. I was, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm gonna yeah. say, <laughs> I'm gonna say, because it hasn't been my whole life, right? Right. Specifically. So I would say maybe eight years. Um and you know, it's a continual learning practice. Oh, definitely. More and more sure. about herbs and whatever. And just and really I can't stress too much the 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 download, the spiritual expansion that happens. So that, like you said, when you look at that card, it's not always the same. Right. It just depends on what, what it is that you get. Now, what would you say to people who fear who do like I talked about you know my mom would have been like mm -mm, mm -mm, don't do that mm -hmm. um, what do you what do you say to someone who has a fear of hoodoo mm -hmm. well I would just remind them well maybe I would ask them some questions but I assume <laughs> that people are afraid of it because of what you know Christianity has told them like we're talking about God and the as creator and God mm -hmm. has given us the power to use the things of the natural world. And so it's not a person can decide to do ill and cause harm without hoodoo. Okay, so, they do it all day long. Right. right. So why are you worried about this particular practice, which is again meant for healing and and you know protection? Why be so worried about this particular way of doing ill? When there's people doing ill every day, all day long. Okay, okay, all day, all but day. People who, most people, I can't say most people, a lot of people do hoodoo, it is God-based. They are praying mm -hmm. God over it. They are asking mm -hmm. for the Holy Spirit to come and infuse whatever they're doing. They are very spiritual, prayerful people. Mm -hmm. So again, what is your own intent as a person practicing or as a person seeking help? Mm -hmm. So, because a lot of times we don't like to take personal responsibility, and so you have to take personal responsibility if you're going to seek out somebody. Because did you want medicine for the sick baby, or were you trying to run somebody off, break up somebody's marriage? Okay, because that was my next question. Like, uh, well, not exactly my next question, but definitely related. And that's if you do decide, okay, hey, I'm going to look into hoodoo. I don't want to practice it, but mm -hmm. I want to work with a practitioner. What is something? that you should know when you're trying to select a practitioner to work with? What should you ask? You ask them about their family lineage and ask them about, you know, what it is that they, what did they say they do? Mm. Especially when you meet somebody online, because oh. people can just create any kind of image, you know, lie about anything. So the conversation needs to be about, like, let me hear how they express what they do. Hmm. Because like a true interview, like tell me about yourself. Yeah, you know, kind of in a way. <laughs> How you work? What kind of things do you do? How do you help people? Here's uh -huh. my concern. How would you help me? Not so much like, well, what do you charge? Yes, 
Right. Yes. Yes. And then the person yes. can tell you, you know, I charge a hundred dollars for this. Well, now the conversation is already about a financial transaction. Right. You haven't established any kind of relationship with this person to know how they do anything. Absolutely. You, you could ask them, where do you get your supplies? How long have you been doing this? Where do you, who do you buy them from? Do you make your own? Sometimes you make your own oil. Wow. I make my own oils, but Just, I'll always make my own oils. But I, you know, I know. Yes. How. You know how to make your own oils. Yeah. Hmm. It's a conversation with that person to find out how they express what they do. What do they think about uh, how they help people? What do they think about their own ancestors? Do they come out of a particular tradition of, of church? What kind of denomination? Like most of us come out of Christianity. Do you come from that line? Tell me about yourself. Where are your people from? Okay. And also I say this because it can, it's going to look different if a person is from Georgia versus New Orleans. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just want to hear the person say it, right? Yes. Are you from North Carolina? Are you from Memphis? Are you from Texas? It's exactly. Gonna be- it's going to be different. It is going to be different. Well, Dr. Darnese, there are a thousand more <laughs> things I could ask you. And I could do this. I mean, because this is your body of knowledge and it is my interest, honey. I could sit here and ask questions all day, but our time has run out. Is there anything you want to share with the listeners about maybe how to contact you or um, anything else you want to share in these last three minutes? Um, wow. Well, I would refer people to my uh, YouTube channel if you're interested in these kinds of things. In my YouTube channel, Dr. Darnese's House of Religion, Magic, and History. You can find me all over socials, Facebook, Instagram, at Dr. Darnese. Um, I have a website, drdarnese.com. Mm-hmm. And I'll throw this into, I'm always doing a Black Woman Success Summit.com. The next one is in August. Uh, so I'm always uh, looking for speakers. I shouldn't say I'm always looking for speakers, but sometimes I'm looking for speakers. So people mm-hmm. who are interested in talking about what they do to help uh, Black women in particular, that's BlackWomenSuccessSummit.com. That was a lot right there. <laughs> yes, that's plenty to start with. And I can also say that um, you've done interviews in many different places, like on uh, a couple of podcasts. Mm-hmm. And um, I have also found an article that you wrote about Miss Beyonce, honey. Yes, Miss highlighting her spirituality. Honey, Miss Beyonce. <laughs> so I am going to link that article because I hey, did say it. For the people who want to get a little bit more of a feel for you and your perspective on hoodoo in popular culture, I guess I should say, uh-huh. especially with Miss Beyonce, because people love her so much, <laughs> who has now crossed over into the world of country. Yes, she so has. <laughs> and I, you know, I don't know if you saw that she and Solange, her sister Solange, walking around with that good Florida water. Oh, they got the Florida water. <laughs> Okay, not just hot sauce in the bag. All right. Nope. Don't make the mistake of thinking that she only got hot sauce okay. in the bag. <laughs> Swag. Okay. Well, thank you so much. A thousand oh, thanks for you being gracious enough to come to my little podcast and talk to me about hoodoo, our culture. Like I said, I'm going to have to name this something else, honey, because it was a little bit of everything. I really enjoyed it. And hopefully we can get you back on another another time soon, okay? Yes, it'll be fun. Bye-bye.